What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Scholar. I'm joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on all of our newest episodes. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, Tyler and I are back after taking a week off. We'll recap the frenzy that's been going on as NFL free agency has started and there has already been a lot of movement across the league. We'll also share our thoughts on the Calvin Ridley suspension as well. All this and more on episode 241 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 241 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pachelke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I haven't seen you in a week. Yeah, man, it was good. Got a week off. Yes. Got to go home for a while up to the Northwest. Yes. Always a good time. Never seems like enough time, but it was good to get a week off of work and everything. Breaking news, Tyler. <clears throat> I'm going to be heading up to Washington there in May. Nice. Uh, about, uh, I think, like two weeks after my birthday. No, about eight days after my birthday uh, in May, I'm going to be going up to Washington for like five days to go visit my family. In, so, in OMAC. Yes, all the way up in OMAC. Yeah, but, which is like a different country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think it's like what, like an hour or two from the Canadian border? It's yeah. it's way up there. That and it's about eight hours from Seattle. <laughs> yeah, a, you gotta it, yeah. you gotta fly to Spokane. Like when I've flown to Washington previously when I to visit my family, I don't even fly to Seattle. I'll fly to Spokane. So I I didn't, honestly didn't even know flights go to spokane from down here burbank baby yeah that makes sense i guess yeah the burbank would do it but i've never flown into spokane it's a tiny airport yeah i, I bet it's probably <laughs> it's probably nice honestly uh but yeah so I'm, I'm going up there i'm gonna spend some time in port townsend because one of my cousins lives in port townsend uh spend some time in omac and then uh my other cousin also lives uh, in the seattle metro area so. i was gonna say port townsend what the fuck that's nowhere near I know. That's like another state away. I know. My From cousin out. my cousin Steven lives on uh, Port Townsend. Yeah, Port Townsend's down the way. That's that's near where I grew up. Yeah, that's uh that's where I'm starting my trip, so it's gonna be a fun time. Damn, that's a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> that is a lot of ground to cover. I've done that drive myself. Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an interesting trip, but uh, I'm I'm excited and it's it's gonna be a good time to see the family, obviously. Obviously, you enjoyed your time with the family. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, it's nice to get up there. It's got a lot of stuff that it really is a pretty like opposite of of LA. You know, the the climate and the the population and big the time change of pace. And, yeah, yeah, everything like that. And then obviously, gotta ask, how's Team Nine doing? How was bowling last night? Last night was tough. It was a <laughs> tough. It was a tough L. Um, I saw a certain tweet from Blake last night. We we uh. <laughs> Yeah, it was tough, um, but we played like a really good team. I mean, 
they were just bowling out of their minds, you know, bowling over their average, bowling in the 200s. It was like, it was pretty tough. Even if we would have bowled well, um, it would have been tough to win. Oh, no. So, uh, just one of those nights for you? Just one of those nights, but we're in the home stretch now. So it's, it's not necessarily that bad. We're kind of just positioning ourselves seating wise. Uh, everybody's in the tourney. So, uh, also like, it's kind of bumping our averages down a little bit, so we'll get some more pins going into playoffs. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you never want to you never want to get swept like that. No. Oh. Yeah. Uh, was, you didn't lead off with that, and I don't blame want, you. But they, they won all three. They won all three <laughs> games, um, and uh, in pretty good fashion too. I mean, the first game was close, and then the, the second and third was not close at all. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, all right. It's it's time to talk some sports tonight, Tyler. We we got a lot a lot of ground to cover with the week off. Uh we're going to start in the NFL because the free agency frenzy has already started. It's it's really been going uh the last couple of of days and and it into last week obviously with uh, a couple of quarterbacks trading places. I'm just about that action, boss. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's why we took the damn field. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Straight cash, homie. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. That's as good an effort as I've ever seen in my life from a running back. Don't you ever talk about me. Wilson toward the end zone. San Francisco is heading home. The Rams are staying home to play in Super Bowl 56. Are you kidding me? Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's my quarterback. So, Tyler, I'm actually going to pull an audible. Huh, get it? Football pun. Nice. <laughs> That's a good um, one. I completely forgot, Tyler. We haven't even talked about uh, a major storyline in the NFL aside from NFL free agency, but a big name player got suspended for an entire year, the entire next season. Actually, Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons suspended for one year for gambling on NFL games. He reportedly gambled on NFL games over a five day stretch in November of 2021 when he was on the non-football injury list when he said he was going to take some time away from the team to, to focus on his mental health. And he had stepped away from the team around Halloween. So this was probably about a, a month, within a month of him leaving the team. He tweeted after the news broke that he only gambled $1,500 and that he doesn't have a gambling problem. Uh, I remember one tweet even said uh, he's going to come back healthier now that he's got the year off, basically. Um, that. A lot has been said about this uh, since it happened, yep. uh, but we haven't <clears throat> talked about it um, here on the show. I was completely shocked when I got this notification saying that Calvin Ridley was suspended it's, for it's, a year for gambling on, on yeah, games. Gambling is always kind of a a red alert Big um, time. notification. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack here, you know, because I don't think it's, this the Calvin Ridley scenario is like a bigger you know kind of issue. Well, gambling's relate gambling's relationship with the NFL. So how he general. got caught was basically when gambling got legalized federally, at the NFL and 
well, basically the NFL went to their gambling partners and said like, hey, you need to help us out and monitor the the bets being placed and who's placing them to make sure that players aren't placing bets, coaches aren't placing bets, executives aren't placing bets, no insider information is being traded, all of that. So they went to their gambling advertisers or potential advertisers because it had just been legalized at that point and said, hey, if we're going to be doing business with you, you guys need to help us out and monitor the integrity of the game. Yeah. The NFL also hired a third-party company, which I believe is called Genius, and they were basically going to help monitor that as well. And so Calvin Ridley placed his bets in on an through through online betting in the only sports book that's legal in Florida, which is Hard Rock. Genius, or well, Hard Rock basically contacted this third-party company, Genius, and was like, hey, we just had Calvin Ridley from the Falcons place a bet with us. You need to, like, handle this. And then Genius goes on and tells the NFL. The NFL does an investigation. The investigation finds out that he placed, I believe it was a three-game, a five-game, and an eight-game eight parlay with this $1,500, and therefore he was in violation of the NFL rules for gambling on games as an active NFL player, even though he was away from the team. And I think that was a lot of people that are siding with him are saying it's like, hey, he was away from the team. No insider information was obviously exchanged. He had no idea, like, what was going on with the team that day. Um, yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a very, like, complicated no, situation. It is. I mean, because it's it's like this. On one hand, I think you, you, players can't gamble on games. Yeah, like, and for the it, record, it, I don't want I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying no, to condone no, this but at all. Like, I, I, so like on one hand, I understand like you can't bet on games. Like you just can't. It's gonna. I I, I do like feel more sympathy when they bet on themselves to win. Right, he did like, bet on the Falcons to win their to game. Like a Pete Rose scenario, you know. Yeah. Um, and, but but still, like, at the end of the day, you, you've got to be smart enough to know that you can't gamble. You're an NFL player. You shouldn't be betting on NFL games. Um, now, where that, like, now the trouble kind of gets murkier. Well, and that's. Because, like, the, the punishment, I don't know. I'm not I'm not 100% sure the punishment fits the crime. He's for sure being made example of. For sure. Um, and then uh, on top of that. The gambling, you know, the whole gambling relationship to the NFL, it's it's pretty it's pretty tough for the NFL to just throw the hammer down on a kid gambling and then ask everybody in the world to, you know, go bet go, on games with go, these certain sites. Yeah. Um and and then and then finally, I think that one of the big points that I think is the issue where you're treating this player this way is what about these paying to lose owners? that's yeah and, that's a great point you know i i think that there's like something there too you know like we're not seeing the same kind of punishment across the board in well, the league between you know and you're talking about the dolphin scenario with brian flores obviously yeah. and the the browns got brought because, up with Hugh jackson and and the issue there is like you're you're messing i think you're messing with the integrity of the game 100 percent, which they is are. why you can't gamble so i know it's not i know it's not gambling versus gambling but the 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 underlying problem of gambling and, and paying to lose is the integrity of the game is being questioned. Yes, hundred um, percent. So there is a lot to unpack with this issue. Um, should he have been suspended and disciplined? Yes. Should it have been an entire year? I'm not sure. 
should the you know should the owners uh being pay paying coaches to lose uh also be punished i think so 100%. and it's a good time to bring that up well you know and i, I mean? think i think the that aspect of the owners paying or reportedly trying to get coaches to lose by offering them money that hasn't been fully investigated yet and i think the nfl is now going to start investigating that and we'll see what happens with that well i, I mean i just think in pro sports we know that this has happened before too it, it, yes maybe we don't have the you know damning evidence that we need but i think for the most part it's pretty understood that this is going on yeah and then also you have to even outside miami you know miami just happened to have flores kind of air him out right um you kind of have to I, vet some other situations I'm sure there's been there's been other things like that yeah and then i think another another aspect that has to be brought up in this situation is all right uh NFL player got caught legally gambling on games. How many players are in the NFL giving money to their homie or their cousin or whatever to place the bets for them? And how big of an issue is that in the game? And now that Calvin Ridley got caught, because it's like, that's that's realistically what Calvin should have done. I always No, go, no, no, yeah. It's I just like go drinking back, and driving. I always go back to the D'Angelo Russell situation when he got caught with the weed on the plane it's yeah. like give it to your homie he should be the one holding it your homie should be the one placing this yeah. bet for Possessions, you possession of illegal shit drunk driving gambling like you should ne you should never do that yourself firsthand right you should always be getting other people to do that for you well i mean you shouldn't be getting people to you shouldn't be getting people to do that for you in general well, if you're, yeah yeah but if, if you're, you're gonna do law, it if but... you're gonna do it but there's no there's no stopping that you know i think that that's been as old as time right uh, athletes you but know. that's that's another can of worms yeah. that this has yeah. now opened no for sure the good thing is is like i think 99 percent of the time people are voting for themselves like i think that it's very 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 rare that a player like has put bets in with with a third party and then and then goes and throws the game or throws his stats or i don't even or think fucks with the spread you know what i mean yeah like, i think most of the time like, I'm not necessarily worried about that endangering the integrity because I think it's happening already. I mean, I think players have been betting on sports as long as I mean, as didn't it's been Floyd Mayweather on. bet on every single fight that he had that he was going to win? I'm sure. I mean, it's it's like, I mean, Drake and Odell are super good friends, and Drake believes in his friends, so he's going to bet on him. And it's not insider information, but, I mean, it kind of is. If Odell's like, I'm going to fucking cook these guys, you know? <laughs> It's, yeah, it's I mean, not, do, where do you draw the line at insider that, information? That's what I, that's what I mean. There, that you'll never be able to police that third-party betting. Um, but I, I think that for the most part, I hope, I guess, that people are betting on themselves to win rather than betting on the betting on things to be losses or negatives, and then actually going out there and fucking throwing throwing yeah. the game or throwing stats or or working the spread or whatever it may yeah. be. Did you see the video of Cal It's going to be wild to think of like people knowing the spread and playing the game, you know, eventually Dude, it like, gets mentioned in the broadcast now. I mean, think of these over-under stats, you know. It's like it's going to be pretty crazy. I mean, players players have been going, I mean, fans have been going at players for fantasy stuff for years online. Yeah, and yeah. now it's only going to be heightened when it, when it's gambling. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine players pulling up at yardage and stuff like that? just to stay under or over i mean did you see the video of calvin ridley like on his routes a couple of times where it he was like running and then he would like kind of change direction there was one it was a really damning 
I I might just have to pull it up. I'm I'm gonna try and find it real quick on Twitter. Calvin Ridley video. That was quick. Um, hold on. Okay. All right, Tyler, watch this video. This is like a game he bet on. It's like highlights of him. Yeah, that's just that's how people play though. This one though. He's ahead. Yeah, but he's not though. He's ahead. He's ahead, but like there's angles. Nah, I don't think this is very damning. This is no. how this is how explosive people run. No, I listen. It's I don't all think... about getting the angle. You know, the angles and cameras. Cameras and running angles are not always going to align, and they're going to look funky for sure. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think he was actually throwing games, but no, that video no. got yeah, a yeah. lot of traction I can, online. I can understand, but you've been around some of these shifty athletes. That's how they roll, you know. And your vision is insane. Yeah, and it's all about getting edges. You know, if Calvin would have just on that one where he's pulling away from the Chiefs, if he would have just stayed in a straight line, Sorensen was going to grab him. Yeah. So the so Chiefs he tried to make the play on. on yeah, he had to get the right angle, slowing slowing down and getting a different edge. Yeah, so uh, the Chiefs video, like the Chiefs highlight, was the one where everyone was like, "Oh, this guy was deep in it with Vegas." But yeah, I, th- I just think that that's a, that's an angle camera oh, camera thing. And and once it looks bad, but I don't think it really is. And once someone on social media runs with it, everybody's gonna start running with it. Yeah. But anyway, it, I mean, when someone gets caught for gambling on games, it's like hold the phone, like yeah. stop the presses. This is a this is a major deal. Like, it is. yeah, it's. It was crazy to find that out, and now we're we kind of have a precedent, like you like you were saying, the NFL is making an example out of Calvin Ridley, I think, with this punishment, and, and so I mean, we'll we'll see if anybody else gets caught uh, in the future uh, gambling on games. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird world to see these two kind of come together. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's move on now to the free agency frenzy because. In the middle of all of it, and and we'll kind of go out of order to to start, um, but in the middle of it, Tyler, Tom Brady unretired after forty days. That dog, that dirty dog. <laughs> he was officially retired for forty days, and said, "Nope, I'm coming back." Yeah. He he said he was coming back in a social media post. He he's going to be back for his twenty third year. Uh, some guy paid over five hundred thousand dollars for his "quote unquote" last touchdown ball that that went up for auction. So I can't even imagine what it's like to be that guy right now. Yeah, he's probably pretty bummed, but <laughs> I, I mean, he's still he's still looking all right. I think he's got a he's got a Tom Brady touchdown ball. Yeah. Now the the Bucks aren't going to be the same team as they were last year, bringing back all twenty two starters. Uh, they've been able to retain some guys, but they have lost uh, some other guys to, to free agency. They re-signed uh, Chris Godwin earlier today. He's going to be recovering from uh, ACL uh, surgery, I believe. Franchise tagged him for the second year in a row, I think. But then they agreed to a three-year, $60 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. So that's great for Godwin and, and getting that guaranteed money. And then they also added wide receiver Russell Gage, because he got a call from Tom Brady personally, like a day after he announced his reti- uh, his unretirement, excuse me, um, and basically was like, "Yo, Russell, I like your I like your game. 
We're trying to build something special here in, in Tampa Bay. Come aboard. Yep, he likes those shifty underneath guys. And Russell Gage now has a three-year, $30 million deal with Tampa Bay. Yep. No, they're going to be great. I mean, Tom Brady was damn near the best quarterback in the league last year. I just I can't believe Tom Brady unretired. It's like what no, everybody thought they pretty, were in the clear. Nah, you know, even when we talked about him, like, is he gonna do it or not? And and you know, I, I was a firm believer that he wasn't gonna do it. I was surprised that he actually did end up walking. Well, away. we talked about the quotes that he had with that podcast with Jim Gray where he was kind of like signaling retirement. We were like, Oh, this is the first time he's kind of yeah, talked like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So he did change his mindset, but uh, ultimately, I think the time off and the reflection of it is like what what I said before he announced his retirement. It's like, man, if you've got any juice left in the tank, I know you want to go be with your family, but I'm sure your family is going to like be like, dude, dad, go get it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you don't have too many of these left. Um, so I'm sure every year, the last couple of years, that conversation has been had with his family because he's a big family guy. And uh of course his family is going to be supportive and want him to go out there and, and, and do it because they know it's, it's inside of him. Yeah. You know, people, people like Tom Brady, it's something that's like, you know, it's inside of the, inside their DNA to compete, you know? So yeah. if you still got it. You gotta, you gotta go put it out there. You're going to, you know, go crazy. Yeah. I mean, Clyde, Clyde Christensen, uh, the quarterback's coach for the bucks, who was also the quarterback's coach for the Colts when Peyton Manning was the quarterback and Andrew Luck was the quarterback. Uh, he's he's now down in Tampa with Bruce Arians and has been there since Bruce Arians arrived. He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and Pat asked Clyde about, like, what was it like getting that call from Tom, like, saying, oh, I'm back. And Clyde was basically like, that phone call, like, he could just tell that, that Brady was just like, ah, the way the season ended, it was a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I, I, I want to come back. I don't want to go out like that. Yeah. And so Tom's got Tom's going to be a man on a mission once again this year and – it's it's as much as I hate to say it because he's tormenting me for so long. It's gonna nah, be fun yeah. to watch. I, I think at this point in time, people, you should just strap in and enjoy the ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's a, a special dude. You're not gonna see this. 45 years old by the time this season's over. Yeah, by the end of this calendar year, he'll be 45 years old. So unbelievable. I just pray that he he has a healthy season. Um, if if he can play every game, then that'll be a success. I think he'll get a lot of uh I think he'll get a he'll get a you know kind of like a retirement ceremony well and I think tour you know he's going to get a D Wade I think he's going to get a D Wade Kobe Bryant farewell tour farewell tour or well, Derek Jeter I should say I also think the way the whole retirement thing went down kind of played a factor into him coming back too with like it getting leaked a couple of days before and him kind of like being yeah, forced into it yeah no i think all that stuff was a factor and and just at the end of the day he had he still had it in him so every 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 other things pushed him to just why not go give it another shot yeah so all right moving on to another quarterback and not not just any other quarterback tyler the back-to-back reigning MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. And I can say of the Green Bay Packers because he did agree to an extension with Green Bay. Devontae Adams gets franchise tagged. There have been rumors that uh, he's told the Packers that he won't play under the franchise deals, uh, franchise tag, so a deal for an extension needs to get done. And if it doesn't get done, we might see Devontae Adams hold out potentially. But most importantly... Football is about your quarterback. Yeah, 
And yeah. Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. And it's clear now, you know, everything that he was doing was ultimately to sign their long term. Yeah. And so he never, he never really wanted to leave Green Bay. And that's why it was always so confusing to me. Like I I honestly thought that, you know, the scenario where he doesn't play happens because Green Bay, why would they get rid of you? And why would Rodgers go play anywhere else, you know? Yeah. Well, it it's interesting because I mean, listening to Aaron Rodgers for the past two years on Pat McAfee's show, I think a lot of what Aaron wanted from the Packers was not just say, but at least just have like, wanted to be part of the conversation. At I least mean, just listen yeah. to me. You don't have to take my advice, but just hear me out, kind of thing. And and so I think what's happened over the past year with what happened last season and how that off season went coming into this past season and how it's gone now, I think he's kind of had more of a seat at the table and it's, that's all he's kind of been looking yeah. for this is entire there, time. Is there a hard cap for upper management? Like in terms of how much you can pay salary to a front yeah. office person or your, your entire front, uh, your I don't front office. Is I don't believe so because I, I, you know, I was just kind of thinking pondering cause you know, this would have been the perfect situation. I mean, there's been other situations in the past, but to, or, uh, Aaron Rodgers, like what if one of these days, you know, if you've got one of these franchise figureheads, that's there 10, 12, 15 years, you know, and, and you're at the end and you're still kind of elite like this. Why not, you know, give them a title? Like why, why, like, and maybe you could slide them more money that way. You know, like why, like why can't he be the quarterback and the uh, the assistant general manager or the the like the a player coach situation? Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> it's it's like I mean, if you're really gonna have like an influence or or you could be you know a special assistant. So it's called or, LeBron James, the general manager. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I think you could have done it with Dirk or or you know uh, any of these guys. Like even Kobe when he was hurt, you know, like. What what if you just in their contract you are this and this like you're a player and you have a front office. I don't know if it, I don't know if you could do. I, I, and just think about what if you could slide him ten million dollars for being in a, being a front office. But man, how does and that then, look to then, the other players? I mean, be a fucking franchise guy for a dozen years, and maybe we can talk about what your role <laughs> is with the franchise. I mean, this is—I'm no, not I'm talking just, about everyday Joes. I mean, no, no, no. I know there's what maybe you're five guys in the last ten years. You know why? Why can't Steph Curry have a little say in what the Warriors are doing with his last five years of his career? Yeah, make him like a vice president of basketball operations. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> stupid. I mean, you could even just you create know, a you position. Could corporation, for him. corporate the shit out of it. You know, <laughs> special assistant to the vice president of basketball. The, I, I the assistant to the regional manager. The assistant to the regional manager. I don't know. I just think that like, I, I, I've we've we've talked on the show about like ownership. You know, and, and eventually, like giving ownership as pay, or or you well, know, the players I, like Dirk. I'm pretty sure Magic, at the end of Magic Johnson's career, his last deal was like a 25 year, 25 million dollar deal with like a percentage of the Lakers. Yeah, and so, so it's like, why couldn't you get creative uh, with this? And maybe it saves a little off the salary, or if if that's legal, I don't, you know, I don't know the the money, the numbers behind. Well, like, we know the NFL salary cap is fake, so. Yeah, and it would just And we'll be, get to that as we talk about the rest of yeah, these deals. I don't know. It was just a, it was a thought that popped in my mind like <laughs> No, I love it. You know, it. what if what if if Rodgers is going to be in the room and they're talking about offensive linemen and and draft prospects and 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 DBs like and he has an opinion on all this shit, why not pay him for that work too? You yeah. Know? Then then 
you know, he's getting more money and more responsibility. Well, I, I mean, signing a three-year, like technically his extension that he signed, it's technically was two years. No, so it's two years added on to what the deal is already. Yeah. So it's technically the extension that he's signing with the way all the math and guarantees work out. It's technically a three-year extension worth $150 million. He'll make just under $41 million this season, $59 million next season, and $49 million the year after that. Due to all the allocations of bonus money and incentives and all of that type of stuff, reportedly the the Packers are going to save $18 million this year while still paying him $41 million. So he technically took a no, team No, he restructured. Friend- yeah. He restructured this year to right. get, the, get the team right, get his money next year, and his last year is like, you know, another step down. But- well, and realistically, I don't even think he – I don't know if we'll even have him see that the end of this contract type thing. No, no, but but he's definitely going to see that 59 mil year. He's definitely got – Two more years left oh, in the yeah. green and gold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think he'll see and that. I mean, fuck, he won the MVP award last year. It's not like he's just gonna not just last year, the year before that he's too. Not, he's not gonna hit a brick wall in production. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, now they have the Devonte Adams situation to figure out, which is all right. Priority B, obviously, when you figure out priority A, Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's figure out Devonte Adams. Well, they 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 slapped him with the tag, right? Yeah, but he's saying he won't play yeah, under the tag. Yeah, he wants a he wants he an wants extension, more insurance, yeah. especially now that Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for another at least two years, assuming yeah. so. Yeah. So I mean, now, I mean, our I think two of our biggest storylines over the past two three years have been what's Tom Brady's future and what's Aaron Rodgers' future, and both have been solved again. Though Brady solved twice technically. Uh, since he retired and then unretired, uh, and then now Aaron Rodgers, that that book is now closed. Yep. So, it's it's unfortunately though, Tyler, time to open up the the book uh, of your team. Yeah, let's do it and I'm figure out what they're ready. doing because Got my gloves on. <laughs> because you, Tyler, have been one person that yeah. has been adamant. Yeah. Adamant. Yeah, adamant's not even the right word. <laughs> adamant about yeah but you know what hellbent yeah that it's pete john and russ yep absolutely that's the trio yeah they they fucking blew it the floor is yours sir yeah no i mean i (laughs) they they blew it um this is a this is a bad deal Uh, and the whole reason why i was always hellbent on this is because you can't get you can't get the value back. Like, same things we used to say about Rodgers. You can't trade Hall of Fame quarterbacks and get the right value back. You know, so it is like, I would say, under a 5% chance that we get the value back from those picks for for Russell Wilson. Um, so, you know, I think it was a big mistake for both parties to separate. Pete, uh, Pete and John and, and Russ. I think they're, this was the best scenario they had. I don't think either team, either one is better off. Um, and then from a Seahawks point of view, we lost the trade. Oh, you know what I mean? So, far. so it's, so it's kind of like, it's, it's an insult to injury. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson was a, was a hall of fame quarterback, but now, I mean, I, I gotta, I, I also got to roll with John and Pete. I'm a big believer in John and Pete. They've been catching a ton of heat right now. 
I mean, people kind of just have like essentially, you know, scratched off the Seahawks from being competitive, which I understand to a certain extent. Like this season, it looks like we're well, not. Don't they still have to pay Russell like 26 mil this year? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't seen the, the numbers on all that. Um, but regardless, I mean, the, the money is not necessarily the issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, this, but Seattle's been like put themselves in a position to be like a top notch franchise, you know, the last 10 years. With all those, well, all those playoff appearances, couple of Super Bowl appearances, we were getting free agents. We were drafting well. Now, the last five years, we've drafted really bad at the top. Um, we're good at on day two, two and three, but our first round draft picks and even probably our second round draft picks since like way back have been suspect at, at best. So um, they really need to get back to, you know, what they were doing, what they were doing at 2016 and before, um, because. Now this football team, they're, they just gutted it, for one. Uh, now it's like it's very, very similar to those first couple years with uh, Pete Carroll and John Schneider. They were they were running record number of transactions. I mean, NFL record number of transactions each of those first two years. It was all about competition. That's where we found all these diamonds in the roughs, the Cam Chancellors, the Richard Shermans, the Bobby Wagners, um, the K.J. Wrights, all these guys. Uh, the Russell Wilsons. I mean, Russell Wilson wasn't shit. He was a third round draft pick. You know what I mean? We hit, we struck gold. Um, so I don't think we're going to be able to get our, our value back on that. Um, and it, it will be a rebuild year, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be a rebuild year in the sense where we're not going to try and be competitive. Um, I would hate to see us just like go out there to try to lose games or, or be like a two, three win team. I would much rather see us win six games and, and try be trying to, develop as a football team like we did his first first couple years in seattle um and then i also believe you know we have a couple position groups that you can hang our hat on where you got to get in the mix for a quarterback whether it's drafting one i would i would i would be down to see them draft a quarterback this year i know it's a down year as far as like top to bottom like talent wise but that doesn't mean like nobody knows what these quarterbacks are. Who's right? Who's, there's, right. There's got to be one alpha dog in there, um, and in the right situation, maybe maybe a guy like Malik Willis could could pop off for us. Um, and I also like the idea of of us being in the mix for uh, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I, it doesn't look like those guys are Matt, end, Matt Ryan now. Maybe Matt Ryan. I, it doesn't look like those guys are going to end up there. But I I. Like the idea of us being in the mix for a quarterback. To, you got two first-round picks back to stay competitive, um, stay competitive, and, and build the way. Go back ten years and build like they did in 2010, 11, and 12. Um, get back to those seasons. So obviously a tough day for Seahawks fans. The end of an era, um, but you know, I don't know. There, there's nothing much to say. It's, <laughs> I mean, you said a lot right yeah, there, my it's friend. A, it's a, there's nothing much to say. I can't be mad at it because. At the end of the day, I do believe in John and Pete. Where you most were pissed people day don't. of, though. Uh, but Ru Russ is Russ. I think wanted to play for an offensive-minded franchise. Yeah, and that's not what Seattle is. So um, he got what he wanted, um, and so we'll see what what we can do. Yeah. So officially, the trade for Russell Wilson became official today. Yep. Uh, Russell was introduced. Best in, is physical. Yeah, in Denver today. The trade officially is Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth round pick to Denver for Drew Locke, uh, which is obviously their quarterback, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, a 2022 first round pick, which is the ninth overall pick, 
a second over uh, a second round pick, which is the 40th overall pick in this year's draft, and a fifth round pick, and then 2023's first and second round picks from Denver yep. are also going to Seattle. Yeah, so I, I mean, I I yeah. would love to see like I, so I just want to see John if we're, we're you know now we're rolling with John and Pete. There is no rest. I want to see them go back to who they were as as a GM and a coach in the beginning and how they built such a dominant. 10-year run of you know all winning seasons for 10 years straight yeah up until this point um so you could we could trade back the pick um if we don't go with the rookie quarterback i would love to see us take like one of these nasty cornerbacks that's in the um that's in the draft uh sauce gardner is projected like right around that nine ten pick so to to you know the two best position groups seattle has right now is wide receiver and safety so to 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 get a dope corner would be cool would be nice uh rookie corner that kind of brings back the you know the defensive minded running the football franchise that we are and then real quick um before we talk about denver's side of this thoughts on bobby wagner not being informed about being uh, released well Bo yeah bobby wagner um he represents himself he doesn't have an agent right um so it was it was i don't think it was anything that was on purpose you know, uh -huh. John Schneider was asked about it uh, today or yesterday, uh, and he took full responsibility. He's like, obviously, we owed him. You know, we owed him more than that. I didn't. I don't want to make excuses. Like that's on me. It's not on. Okay. Right. It's not on anybody else. It's on me. Uh, it was right, good poor, for him for wearing poor, it. Then poor, poor communication. Um, and, and he said, like, you know, it's. I, I think that he was covering up for somebody. I think that it was one of those. I'll take the blame to the press. Interesting. But when I'm I'm going to ask this guy to come to my office and tell him how I feel about you leaking this news and getting it out there. Yikes. But he said it's it's a weird relationship when a player represents itself like if you're shopping a player, yeah. You know, and you ask a guy like, "Hey, is there places you want to go?" and the trade doesn't get made. Yeah. Now he's on your team, you know, it's a weird yeah. thing. So, um that was that was super disappointing. I was way is it was it was much more um, like sad to see Bobby go than Russ because Russ, you know, it's been in the conversation and um, yeah, it's been in the he, back of your head for two years. Yeah, yeah, and I just feel like he wanted to be like kind of like he's blaming Seattle, where I, I don't think that that's the case. Yeah, I mean, a finger injury, they're a finger injury away from maybe making a playoff push this year. Yeah, and then it's like what conversation are we having? So. That's why I think ultimately it's it's it didn't work out for either either side of it. Yeah, it's I mean it's going to be interesting to see what what Seattle does, especially with how competitive the NFC West is. Um, but I mean, getting a Hall of Fame quarterback is always going to change your team's trajectory. I mean, every single team in the league, you you throw somebody like a Russell Wilson on them, they're going to look a lot better on paper. But you definitely can't tell me that that Denver roster with Russell is better than the Seattle roster with Russell. Yeah. And I mean, I, obviously, I think Russell it's, is the difference all, there. It's, it's all it's all coaching. It's all coaching and philosophy. Um, he's got he's got John Elway up there. Um, you know, a quarterbacks guy try always trying to find their quarterback. Uh, Peyton Manning did something very similar in Denver. So I don't know. It's a tough division. You know, I hope I hope the worst for Denver. Obviously, they're my <laughs> least favorite team now. Yeah, no, I mean the the AFC West now. I think yeah. it, I, I, I can see I can see them getting third place in that division. I mean, that that's how that's how it's going to go. You know, if the if these uh, like Russell's got Russell's gifts or his curse. Like we've always spoke on this show. Like I've defended him for years about it. Like if you're going to roll with 
the the extraordinary escape artist act and the in the you know you know the improvised throwing then you got to live with the sacks you got to live with the you know loss of 10 yards um but i think I, he I might see, have a better line now in denver and we'll we'll see about that maybe maybe i mean offensive line is kind of always the the thing people want to throw throw in the mix but russell wilson also didn't help out his offensive line ever once and that's always <laughs> been the case and i i mean that's that's okay because he's great like i said his gift is his curse but russell doesn't help o lineman either yeah. I mean, Russell's great. The offensive lineman's grades are getting worse playing with Russell. That's just what's going to happen. He holds on to the ball. That's yeah. that's his game. And I think Denver obviously pivoted once Aaron Rodgers went or said he was coming back to Green Bay. Denver was like, all right, we got to do something now. And then, I mean, what's the next best option? Russell Wilson's available. Let's go get him. Yeah, I wish we could have gotten another first out of it. Um, I was happy with the the uh, the chunk of veteran players we got. Um, even though they're, none of those guys are game changers, I think it's it's nice to add four veterans to our football team. Yeah. Now, all right, the next quarterback to move, Carson Wentz, and that was kind of the last domino to fall kind of all in like that 24-hour period uh, of Aaron Rodgers re-signing with Green Bay, Russell getting traded and all that. Brady. Uh, no, Brady was a few days a- after Wentz got uh, traded. Um, but... Carson Wentz got traded from Indianapolis to the Washington Commanders, and Washington had been making calls basically all over the league. They tried to get Russell Wilson even, yeah, and Seattle turned that down. But Carson Wentz, a twenty, 20- yeah, Seattle wanted to get it to Seattle passed on better offers to to not trade him to the NFC. Right, they did not want to to keep him in the, in the uh, conference. What I understand is Washington offered three ones. Yes, yeah. So Carson Wentz, a twenty twenty two second round pick. Uh, 2022 seventh round pick. Uh, they're headed to the Commanders for a 2022 second round pick and a third round pick and 2023 a third round pick that can be, become a second round pick if Carson Wentz plays 70 percent of the snaps this year for DC. And Indianapolis got DC to pay all of Carson Wentz's 28 million dollar contract, which is I think the biggest kicker of all of this. Yeah, I mean, really, they didn't get shit for Carson Wentz. I think the Commanders did a good job of going and getting a quarterback once the market dried up. Yeah, um, I think they did a good job of going and getting a quarterback for a reasonable price. And realistically, they, did, they didn't overspend, you know. And, and uh, well, they might be overspending the twenty-eight million dollars that they're going to have to pay Carson. Yeah, Wentz. but you need a quarterback. You know what right. I mean? Like you, you gotta, you gotta pay somebody. And really, what they gave up was a, a draft pick, a second rounder. Right, and they're they're basically just swapping second round picks this year, forty seven and forty two. Now, the, the, yeah, I really think the only like asset they gave up was that third rounder that will turn into a second rounder because I'm sure he'll play seventy most of the year if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, we'll if see. he doesn't get hurt, but um, they've got a good. That's a, that was a good move by Washington. Well, let's be real, Carson Wentz is better than Taylor Heineke a hundred times out of a hundred. Well, and then also I think he's better than maybe a Jameis Winston or a Teddy Bridgewater. Um, which are which was kind of the names that Carson Wentz is is in the mix with. Is he better than Car- Mitch Trubisky? Car- I would say, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz to me is is a guy that's is he's got a, he's one of those weird quarterbacks that has like some stats that are really really good, and then times where he looks really really bad. Your boy PFT commenter from Barstool, he's yeah. a big he's a big Commanders yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. He changed his Twitter name to Carson Wentz. Got two MVP votes in 2017. Yeah, he's he's got some he's got some weird uh <laughs> he did not want 
Carson Wentz on the Commanders, by the way. No, that's, no. that's kind of the I, joke now. Of course, now. that's not. I mean, because he's not a top-tier name, but I think that he at least has, like, you know, a little bit of potential to kind of, like, you know, bounce back in his career. He's had high moments. He's had lows. I mean, those last two weeks of last season really screwed him over. If he was, if if he beats the Jaguars, he's got a lot more value to his name. Oh yeah, I mean, I think if he beats the Jaguars, they, they Indianapolis can, doesn't move on from him. Well, and the and the and the game before that, honestly, was even more important because to drop the last two games of the year is just is just unacceptable when you were that Colts team um, where your hands were on the wheel and you were controlling, you know, your destiny. The Jaguars fans dressed up as clowns for the last game of the season. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm excited for I'm excited for Wentz and and Washington. I think they got a good deal out of it. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not the it's not the best. It's not the sexiest, but I think they got a good value deal for him. And now Indianapolis is kind of just sitting and waiting, kind of like figuring. if Seattle would have traded a second and a third for Wentz, you know, I'd be cool with that. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, it's better than Drew fucking Locke. I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'm thinking about getting back in the gym and <laughs> competing. Like that's a joke. Hey, at least Drew Locke knows he's uh, young Jeezy. Uh, no, that is a plus. <laughs> that is a plus. But anyway, Indianapolis now, they're they're just kind of sitting and waiting to figure out what happens with Deshaun Watson to figure out what their next move is because they tried to talk to Deshaun Watson, but the Texans said no because they don't want to trade yeah. him in conference, obviously. I, I, really like, I really like Matt Ryan to Indy. See, I think a lot of people think Baker's going to Indy. I, I like that, too. Uh Man, whoever lands those guys, Deshaun, for in that order, I mean, Deshaun, Baker, Matt Ryan, if, if I mean, Matt Ryan's not going to leave unless Deshaun goes to Atlanta. So, well, like, and if, if Deshaun goes to Atlanta, like, Matt Ryan's going to be a great pickup for whoever. But uh, those are those are some good players out there that are available uh, to move, not necessarily free agents, but. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll just, we'll just talk about Deshaun Watson now then, I guess. He's been cleared of everything criminal and will not face charges he's still dealing with the civil lawsuits so he isn't out of the clear completely legally but the main thing that i think most nfl teams care about is that he's not going to be facing any criminal charges yes he's had meetings with all the a all the nfc south teams but the bucks so he's met with the saints the falcons and Panthers. the panthers and then yesterday it was revealed that he has met with the Browns. Baker Mayfield puts out a message basically thanking the Cleveland fans. Um, he's basically uncertain of what's going to happen next, but he wanted to just basically get that out of the way. Um, and it's going to be very awkward if Deshaun Watson does not end up in Cleveland. And Well, I think he's going to demand a trade. Well, yeah, I think Baker's yeah. done in yeah. Cleveland either way. but Which is another crazy one to me, similar to the <laughs> Russell situation, like, what better do you think you're going to get? I mean, this is the guy that finally took your franchise to the fucking playoffs for the first time in 20 years. As Chris Mortensen said on ESPN today, they are looking for an, a quote-unquote adult as quarterback. Yeah, uh, that's that's tough. That's harsh. <laughs> yeah. Mean, and so we're, you know, you're going to trade for – if you get Deshaun Watson, then maybe it's all good, but it's going to be a downgrade everywhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, Deshaun, who knows what can happen with him – I don't know where he's going to land. He apparently yeah. reportedly was impressed by all four presentations that he saw, and he's, I think, going to take the night uh, to basically think it over, and we, we might hear something on Thursday. You know, Carolina's uh, got, uh, you know, the Carolina collection, connection with Clemson. He grew up in Georgia, so Atlanta's got 
got that going for them. Yeah, um, and then the Saints, they need a quarterback. See, yeah, the Saints need a quarterback. And they got a great God, situation. I, I think that the Saints, like, you know, without Sean Payton, you know, I know that they have Kamara and Michael Thomas, but Michael Thomas hasn't done shit for two years now. You do have Kamara yeah. there, but I don't like, I don't necessarily love the, the Saints, like, setup uh, if I'm Deshaun Watson. And then, like, the Falcons, I mean, it's your hometown team, so, like, he, and, and Deshaun is the show. He, similar to Russ, like, you throw him on any team, all of a sudden they look really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Panthers. He's not going to have Calvin Ridley for a year. And the Panthers, to me, have the worst supporting cast of all three of those. And teams. reportedly they're trying to trade Christian McCaffrey already. Yeah, I would assume Christian McCaffrey would be part of the part of the mix. They'd ha- it'd have to be. So, um, yeah, like, those. It's it's really weird that those are the three teams that are on top. And, and then, yeah, uh, and then you throw in the Browns. Yeah, yeah. So the Browns now, if he plays for the Browns, they're fucking rolling. I mean, well, that's a, that is a with, – with, with, uh, with Chubb and Amari Cooper coming into town. Yes. And Joku back under the franchise tag. I mean, and one of the most elite offensive lines in the NFL. That's a, that's a scary offense. They did grant Jarvis Landry a, re- a release Yep. Um, after they traded for Amari Cooper. Obviously, the, the writing was kind of on the wall there. Dallas ended up moving on from Amari Cooper because they didn't want to pay him the $20 million that he was owed coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks or even in uh, a couple of days even. I think it's, I think he was owed it on March 20th or something. He's owed like $20 million based off of his contract. Um, yeah, March 20th. Um, but the Browns got a f- uh, Amari Cooper and then Dallas got a fifth and sixth round pick in return for him. So that's obviously clearly a salary dump. And then, you know, I do, as far as rounding out the quarterback carousel, I like the Mitch Trubisky uh, signing. I yeah, that, two years in Pittsburgh. That's a good, that's a good, Pat, uh, that's that's a franchise that's, you know, got a s- strong foundation. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is another one of those guys that's got some weird stats that kind of jump off the page, uh, even though he's kind of had lackluster eyeball performances. Uh, I like, you know, them going and getting a guy that was humbled played backup for a year yep uh, had some success as a starter had some problems as a starter so we, we don't know which mitch trubisky we're going to get for pittsburgh but i like I the mean, culture he's going to in pittsburgh though there's a good culture so i think that he's going to be set up for success and he's going to be their guy uh and then maybe they draft a quarterback late in the first round and have you know a group you know kind of a, a situation where you know trubisky can start this year and maybe next year or you know, you can start this year until the rookie's ready to go. Right. Um, yeah, I still think Pittsburgh might draft a, a quarterback. I, I think Pittsburgh goes quarterback, and and it could be it very well could be that kid from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Yeah. Um, so that's that's going to be another interesting uh, quarterback situation in the NFL. Um, there's not too many others. Kirk outside. Cousins signed a one-year deal, thirty-five million dollars in. Kirk Cousins has Vic- in has Minnesota, absolutely owned the NFL when it comes to getting paid. Over two hundred million dollars. Yeah, just a one keeps bet on himself, one two-year deals. Yeah, uh, and then the last thing I'll throw in for for an interesting piece that I think that like is kind of it's obvious to people from the Pacific Northwest, but like let's give Garner Minshew a shot if if. Yeah. If we decide that we want to go with, like, Locke and a rookie, like, why not give Minshew a shot? Uh, he's a Washington State, played at Washington State on, on the other side of the state. <laughs> um, the Seattle fan base would love him. If we're, if we're not going, you know, to be a playoff contender this year, he would put fans in the stands. His merch would be unreal. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So, no, instant fan favorite. Yeah, so I think that that would be – I think Seattle would be excited about that, even though that's not a great sign of where your franchise is at. Um, we'd be pumped. Yeah, and then you also brought him up earlier, Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to go back up to a for a year in Miami. I thought that was an interesting move. Yeah, I think I think that's a good move. Tua has Tua has um, kind of the street clothes um, career going a little bit. He 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 has trouble staying on the field, so uh, Teddy can come in there, be a mentor to him, and serve as a reliable backup if Tua goes down. Yeah. Now uh, going back to the Cowboys, real quick, they gave Michael Gallup a five year. $62.5 million extension after the Amari Cooper deal was done. Obviously, with Amari Cooper leaving, CeeDee Lamb moves up to the number one. Michael Gallup now is the number two, and that was solidified long-term. They restructured Dak Prescott's deal, Zach Martin's deal. They're trying to do some salary cap gymnastics. Um, I thought, I mean, yeah, what did, what else are you going to do besides lock up Michael Gallup when you trade Amari Cooper. Yeah, and and Michael Gallup's role is not going to change. He's going to be the Z he's going to be the Z he's going to be an outside receiver running yeah. their fades, running the posts. So, uh his role in the team doesn't change whether Amari's there or not. Yeah, and then also the other big trade that we forgot uh or that not that we forgot that has happened since uh we've recorded. It's not involving a quarterback. It's probably in response to a quarterback getting traded to the division, but it's Khalil Mack getting traded from the Bears to the Chargers. The yeah. Chargers, they also signed Mike Williams to an extension before they traded for Khalil Mack. And then uh, just the other day, they signed J.C. Jackson from the Patriots to a five-year deal. But the Bears, they traded Mack for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 sixth-round pick, and the Chargers are taking on the rest of his $63.9 million dollars. Uh, that he's owed in his contract. So obviously the Chargers, they're going out and spending big money. They saw what their uh, L.A. counterpart did, the Rams, and well, having to spend money and win a championship. The Chargers should be spending money because the last two years they should have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so it's two years in a row now where they've had a really good football team and, and just haven't. Now injury's been a part of that, but that can only take you so far. You got to you gotta get it done now. But now, exactly, you have to get it done. You have a defense led by yeah. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, and J.C. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've also heard, you know, uh, spitballing a little bit uh, that Bobby Wagner is a is a possibility for. He's an L.A. guy. Play Russ twice a year. Uh, can you imagine if he it? signed with the Rams? Now, so I was going to say the two teams I cannot see that man play for is the Broncos and the Rams. And the Rams. I said if if Bobby Wagner signs with the Rams, I'm taking taking the year off. <laughs> I'm taking, You're taking the year off. I'm taking the year off. I can't. I, it's going to make me sick to my stomach uh, to see Bobby Wagner. Oh, I want to see Bobby Wagner with like the Patriots or no. the, the Chargers would be great. Um, no. I'll, you know, playing with. Can you imagine Bobby with a guy like Derwin James behind him and, and guys like Mack and, and Bosa? I'd much I rather mean, see Jalen Ramsey behind Bobby Bob, Wagner. Bobby Wagner going to the Rams is very Richard Sherman to the Niners. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, ah, it's just a, that's a dagger to the stomach because <laughs> Bobby's not the same guy. Like Bobby was not like a person we had to get rid of or, you know, there was any like sort of rift, you know, he, he didn't want to be traded. Russell like gave the green light to be traded. Yeah. You know? So no, Bobby was strictly a money move. Um, I would, and then the other place I would I would be um, excited to see Bobby get a shot at is the Dallas K. 
Cowboys. No. No, no, no. They have enough. Dan, Dan Quinn. Um, yeah, I saw he was is, linked to the, to the, the Cowboys boy. because of And Dan then Quinn. can you imagine, like, how easy his job would be with the Parsons? Demarcus Lawrence. Evander Esch. Randy Gregory. Sean Lee. Because Randy Gregory pulled a Josh McDaniels and pulled a U-turn. Yeah, he signed and then came back, right? Well, he said like, he was going to sign with Denver, and then yeah, he, and then he came, was like... Came back to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wait, did. no. I thought he... No, I flipped that. Yeah, he, yeah, he was going to go. Dallas. Yeah, because I just saw a super, like a super division, like, um, graphic where it was like Mahomes, Frank Clark, and oh, yeah. Chris Jones, the AFC and West. then Herbert, Bosa, Mac, and then Wilson, Chubb, and uh, and Gregory, yeah, and Carr, Crosby, and Chandler Jones. Oh yeah, because Chandler Jones just went to the Raiders, which Chandler Jones is setting john jones up for failure i mean I, to sign in vegas <laughs> oh no i didn't even think about that yeah that's that's the first thing i thought of i was like oh, oh man, no you can't go live in vegas bro <laughs> is john jones even allowed in vegas anymore uh, i i think he lives there oh or, geez or i thought he did that's maybe, not good maybe not but but no, but you're right. So Randy Gregory, the Cowboys tried to sneak in some language after he agreed to the deal, and then his his agent was reading it over and was like, "Hold on a second, you can't sneak that in here." Pulls the deal, then he goes and signs with Denver. Um, but they did re, uh, re-sign Demarcus Lawrence as well. Yep. So Dallas, that would be cool. I'd be down with that destination for. Uh... What did you think about the two Florida teams in Jacksonville and Miami? Miami's going after all the running backs, and then Jacksonville went on a huge spending spree. Let me see if I can find. I did see that the highest spender in free agency in the last six years in the NFL has bumped their wins up at least three. Interesting. So every team's gotten three wins or better. I'm pretty uh, sure Jacksonville, from, like they gave out like over 150 million dollars in guaranteed money. I think on the first day that like the legal tampering uh, period had opened uh, the other day, and it's like it's Brandon Sher- Sheriff three years, 49 and a half. Christian Kirk, four years, $72 million, which I think is the most absurd contract out of all of them because what are you doing giving Christian Kirk $18 million a year? Um, Then they signed Evan Ingram to a one-year $9 million deal. Foyasad Alokun, three years, uh, 45. Foley Fatukasi, three years, 30 million. And wide receiver Zay Jones, three years, $24 million. And they also just signed... Rams cornerback Darius Williams to a three year, I believe, a max it can including incentives get up to like thirty nine million dollars. Um, I I like what Jacksonville's doing. I know that like the names the Christian Kirk one is a little suspect, um, out, out of all of them, but they're they're trying to they're trying to surround their young quarterback with with weapons. Yeah. Sure sure up the offensive line. They have uh, the money sure and the they gotta defense. give it to somebody. Yeah, I like what they're doing and and I believe that it is gonna it is going to result in wins, so I see them, you know, bumping themselves into six, seven, six, seven wins category, and kind of being a year away from really being able to, you know, you want Trevor Lawrence's third year to really be you're in the picture. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of putting them on that trajectory. Yeah. Now, all right, the Rams. We we already we obviously talked about the the Seahawks a bunch earlier. Uh, we'll finally get to the Rams now before we get out of here. Uh, so far, the the offseason moves for the Rams. Andrew Whitworth has announced his retirement. Uh, the NFL put out a video that he actually told his kids on the field when the Rams 
won the Super Bowl, that this yep. was daddy's last football game. And yeah. it was a really cool video. And it was it was cool of the NFL to not release that footage until. He is such a nerd. It's so funny. <laughs> There's a guy like Whitworth on almost every football team, you know. He's For just, sure. Just nice as pie, you know, maybe not like the coolest kid you ever met, but is just a good dude and hard worker and loves football. Listen, man, he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award this year for a reason. But I think he's a ginormous dork. <laughs> you know, like, not a bad thing. I'm just no, saying, like, it's it's just who I he think, is. You know, he's 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 probably a great guy. But, no, it's, it it's, uh, what better way to end a career than, than to go out with a Super Bowl and obviously winning such a, a meaningful award in, in the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Um, Moving on, Johnny Hecker, he got cut after 10 years, obviously a money move. Uh, he was the longest tenured Rams player on the roster. Johnny Hecker, Aaron Donald, and right tackle Rob Havenstein were the only players to play in this year's Super Bowl that were a part of the team when they made the move back to Los Angeles from St. Louis. Um, Hecker, obviously a fan favorite. Uh, it's just It sucks that he had to go, but... It's, Hecker's it's, dope. It's, it's the mean, way the business he, goes. Yeah, he's a beast. I, I would have loved to seen him be able to come to Seattle, but we we have like I mean that's like our best players, our punters. So. <laughs> uh, but Hecker was a Seattle kid, uh, was a prolific high school quarterback in the Seattle area. Always been a fan of his, even though he is a night. He's a, he's one of those guys that you hate, like when he's not on your team. I mean, he's yeah. just a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then uh, they are they are going to be re-signing Brian Allen and Joe Noteboom. They'll be trying to refortify their offensive line with those guys. With obviously Andrew Whitworth retiring, and then Austin Corbett left and is going to be reportedly signing with the Carolina Panthers on a three-year deal. And now to get to the departures from the Rams so far, notably just happened a few hours ago von miller signed a six-year 120 million dollar deal with the buffalo bills but in all actuality it's really a three-year 53 million dollar deal if you just include the guaranteed money so i mean basically i think what buffalo is doing is giving von a lot of money up front in the first yeah. two three years yeah. of the deal he can retire or they can cut him after that point and it won't be as big of a cap hit um as it normally would be for buffalo um so i mean realistically i just the rams were never going to match a six-year 120 million dollar deal um for a guy who's turning 33 in i believe 10 days so i mean von miller's getting three years 53 million dollars guaranteed you're not even seeing running backs who are 25 getting that right now so it's like it's a, it's a very interesting deal to me. Yeah, no, people are getting creative with these contracts. Well, like we said, the salary cap is fake, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. So I, they so it is that that was the number um immediate 3 wins for the highest spender the last the last 6 seasons and Oh, okay. Going uh, back to the I Jacksonville mean, thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that, you know, it, the Jags have kind of taken some heat for for the names that they're signing like a bunch of but they're getting a bunch of veteran football players. Yeah, you know, a bunch of guys that are in their prime, a bunch of guys that are in their twenties, but it's like, 2016 Giants went up five wins, 2017 Jaguars went up seven wins, 2018 2017 Bears, was when they went to the AFC Championship. That's game. Saxonville. Yep. 2018 Bears went up seven wins, 2019 Jets went up three wins, 2020 Dolphins went up five wins, and then last year the Patriots when they spent all that. Yeah. They went up three wins, but the Patriots were at eight wins that year before. <laughs> right. So like plus three wins. Off an eight-win year is, is, you know, 
real good. Yeah, and I mean, three wins off of or it's an extra three wins off a of two win season. That's going to be a much big, a much better improvement. Yeah. So uh, I think I think that the this the, you know that kind of like big spender mentality that's that's kind of been looked kind of down upon is is actually in re- reality resulted in wins on the field. Yeah. And then uh, just a couple of other guys that left the Rams reportedly defensive tackle Sebastian Joseph Day. He had a really great year before getting hurt late in the regular season. He's going to be just moving across town. He's going to be going and signing with the Chargers to beef up their defensive line uh, to add to Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and all the other guys. Uh, defensive end uh, Agbo Okoron- Uh He's reportedly signing a one-year deal with the Texans. And then, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, cornerback Darius Williams, who had a breakout season two years ago uh, and then was hurt for some of this season, but he still produced very well when he was healthy this year. He's reportedly signing a three-year deal with Jacksonville. That's his hometown team. He's from Jacksonville, so he's going home. Uh, $18 million guaranteed, worth up to $39 million max if he reaches all of his incentives. So, I mean, good for Darius. It's kind of like the John Johnson, uh, Troy Hill deals last year with Cleveland, them getting paid after breakout years with the Rams. Uh, So it's not just the uh, Rams coaching staff that gets poached. It's, It's their roster as well. Yep. That's uh, that's how it goes. I mean, when you're a good football team and you're draft well, you're you're gonna lose those guys a lot. Yeah. Now, still questionable if Aaron Donald's gonna return. We we heard about the rumors of him possibly retiring uh, before the Super Bowl if they won and all of that. Um, I think he comes back. I'll just I'll put that on the record now. Even though Von Miller's not coming back, Odell Beckham Jr. is still a free agent. Um, so there's there's still a lot of work to be done for the Rams. Odell might be a free agent like up until training camp and stuff he's probably going to wait longer to, there's no reason for him to sign he's yeah. he's got an acl injury yeah so he's probably going to be a while yeah so i mean it's it, it is what it is with the with the rams offseason i can't really complain too much where they're the reigning super bowl champs right now no you didn't you kept it you kept enough like it's tough to it's tough to win the super bowl like and it's still early people, this is just people, the initial first rush people of free agency. leave you know like if you were on a super bowl team and you're a free agent you're probably going to go get some money Oh yeah, Whereas I mean that ring that gives you, you a play, raise. The, yeah, when you were a player uh, for for that team, you're probably you know they're not going to be able to give you that money. So yeah, but all right. Um, any other free agency stuff you wanted to talk about before we get out of here? No, I mean it, I th- I think it's been a good one. Yeah, you know, lots happened. So and I think that there is a lot left to to happen. You know, especially you know the quarterback is always the big one. So. We'll see what happens with the quarterbacks, and then there's a couple, you know, the couple big names that are left um, outside of quarterbacks. Where are they going to fall? Yeah. So I mean, like I said, it's just rosters it's just the are, first wave. Yeah, rosters are not set at all. Uh, we got the draft coming back, and and trades have kind of all of a sudden be, become a big factor. Yeah. So all right, uh, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna shout out. Uh, I'm gonna shout out Russ. Okay. And Bobby, uh, I mean Russ. Obviously, I'm disappointed. I've got to root against you. You've got to be my arch enemy now. But at the same time, like you said, I was adamant that the best situation for Russell and the Seattle Seahawks was together. Um, so you know, thanks for the. We were in the mix for ten years straight. I didn't have to worry about the Seattle Seahawks for ten years. Um, we could play with anybody. Uh, we were a playoff team every single year, but one and. Uh, we got that, you know, he's one throw away from having a second ring. He got Seattle his first Super Bowl. So, uh, and, and and in the same breath, Bobby Wagner all doing all that stuff. Yeah. 
And then I'm going to shout out Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for jumping ship and moving from Fox to ESPN to take over Monday Night Football broadcasting duties. Uh, ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast team, I think, has it hasn't been the best in recent years since John Gruden left, and they've been trying to fill that void, and I, I think they finally have by well, bringing not, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman over. Yeah, but it's going to be tough to compete with the Manning brothers if they I, keep doing their thing. That was a highly debated topic in one of my fantasy football group chats last night. Who are we yeah. going to watch more? No, go, go, go ahead. I, I mean, I'm so happy. Like, like I said earlier, I'm so happy for Joe and Troy. It couldn't happen to two more boring of dudes. Um, so go go have fun on Monday Night Football. I can't. I mean, those guys are. <laughs> oh my God! You either love those guys or you hate them. It's just nothing to them, you know. They just are so. Which is what you want out of an announcer. I get it, but they. I I just they remind me of like Thanksgiving football and and uh, uh, just sleep, feeling sleepy. <laughs> well, all right. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be watching the Manning brothers if 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 there's a choice. Always the Manning brothers. I mean, you're just going to learn something new every time you watch them. And it's just entertaining. It's an entertaining way to – It's a, you're you're more of like having the football conversation while you're watching football. You know, uh, it's like more of like with your buddies than just kind of this like, well, we know what the fuck Joe and Troy are going to say. Yeah. Same shit every time. You know, they're going to say exactly what they should say. <laughs> Well, all right. With that, that wraps up episode 241 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pachoki, I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pachoki. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. Peace.